Those are some very hot peppers. Extremely hot it is. The week after Thanksgiving, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It is. I just got stuck in the Christmas uh, parade traffic. Annual Hollywood Christmas parade. An annual piece of shit, waste of time Christmas parade. I don't know. Where's the vodka at? I don't That's... know who the fuck goes to that Hollywood Christmas parade. <laughs> it was very, like 65 degrees out. It's very early, too, every year. Uh, Very yeah. strange. It's not good. So, uh, how was your bird? Uh, it was good. It was deep fried. The huge. It's uh, a guy I went to college with. He used to say, "How's your bird? How's your bird?" I like <laughs> that. Guy was. He uh, was a bit of an idiot. He uh, he used like weird words to describe getting drunk. And so a friend of mine decided to try to start coining our own to see if he would use them. And I think ours were flambéed and uh, au gratin. Did and he, he use them? I think he did start using them. Like, oh, I was flambéed last night, Ked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the old flambéed. How was your bird, Ked? Uh, how was your bird? Uh, it was good. I had Courtney came to, to my family for uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah? How'd that go? It went well. Uh, it was a lot of a lot of. A lot of good times. I guess uh, my old man is getting into the medical marijuana game. Is he? Not selling to use. Is it legal, Massachusetts? It is. Uh, I think starting, but they did like what they did here where they're delaying it yeah. due to government bureaucracy. <laughs> That's going to be a real shit show. But uh, my dad's a very thorough guy, so he had like all these pamphlets. He was really, he's really. What's he using it for? He is a like bad what? hip. So he's using it for the old hip? Uh, well, like, he's looking into the topical creams. Oh, like the CBD oil Yeah, to stuff. avoid. Nate Diaz is consulting is him Is your right dad going to be fighting anytime soon? He's thinking of uh, getting into the senior division of the UFC's opening a 65 and up. That and could be an issue if yeah. he Well, they know CBD, CBD is now legal oh, that's right. in the UFC. So if he goes that route, but he might get into edibles, this could open a whole new... Pandora's box for my dad. I don't know where, where it's going. I'm excited for his journey. I warned him of what happened to Steve O'Neill with the cookies. Uh, you know, it was the brownie. Oh, brownie. So I said, if you get you into got, the edibles, you got to be careful. <laughs> Dude, I would tell him to avoid the edibles at all costs. He likes smoking cigars, so just switch it over to weed, man. He claims he's quitting cigars. To switch over to weed? It seems like that might be what's happening. Dude, tell I don't him know. to smoke it, man. Because seriously, those edibles... Just, I don't know anybody who's having a good time on edibles. Somebody must be. I'm sure there are, but I hear more horror stories than anything off the edibles. Um, also, my dad, something I never knew about him, he was kind of on fire over the week. Really had a lot of good yes. commentary, a lot of good moments. <laughs> What's he, he, up to? he said out of nowhere, I don't know how old he was when this happened, but he was in an office setting and a saleswoman in her 20s walked up to him, grabbed his dingus, in front of another coworker, just full on front grab of his dingus. And what'd he do? He said he was frozen in fear. He didn't know what to do. Frozen in fear. <laughs> didn't react. What was the, I mean, what was the aftermath of it all? I mean, there had to have been like a reason. Was it a joke? Was it a I, dare? He, he didn't really say. And he was, I don't know if she was into him or if it was just, I don't know. If she so was wait, in. so he just goes, someone grabbed my dingus and they just left it at that? You guys didn't dig any deeper? Uh, yeah, it was just kind of left at that. Like, he, yeah, but there was no like, hey, he said, so like other male coworkers were like, oh, I bet you loved it. And he was like, I didn't know. It wasn't good. And, and then 
but there was never a he reason said, like, for it. I didn't. He's like, I didn't want to report it. I don't know. He was. It was the. He didn't know. I mean, he's just still this day traumatized. <laughs> he, he doesn't sounds, want to ta- talk about it. Sounds like he knows. He, uh, he knows what it's like to be a victim of someone like Steven Seagal. Did he hashtag it? Me too. Seemed like he felt like maybe that. he ought to tell a story on Twitter, or maybe report this woman. She might be out there grabbing dicks for the past thirty years. Look, guys, this is happening to us as well. And uh, if, if you don't report it, these monsters are going to keep doing what they're doing. This chick maybe may have gone office to office grabbing dick. After if she dick was a saleswoman, and maybe he wasn't buying what she was selling, and she gave him a hard Wait, dick. Wait, saleswoman though in his office, or just a saleswoman that came in? Yeah, I don't know. I don't you know. guys did not ask any other questions. I'll follow up if you want me to. <laughs> Seems crazy to <laughs> Conversation me. Conversation. There's never any <laughs> other questions about it. Then. Uh, my brother had a friend over, but my brother had to leave for some other engagement, and the friend stayed there. Is this, a, is this like a family friend? He's become, I guess. And my dad had uh, my dad has a pretty impressive liquor cabinet. It's actually a closet. Oh, just uh, full of booze? Full of booze. And he has some Bushmills whiskey that he really loves. Yeah. I guess it's called Black Bush, which sounds like Bushman may want to get in touch with him. Oh, oh, Al, you, you, come on now. Of course I know Black Bush. You never turn a Black Bush down. So my dad uh, says across the room to my brother's friend, do you like Black Bush? Knowing, knowing the, uh, the double entendre. Knowing what that comment means. He said there's also a Red Bush, which is interesting. Wow. Um, so for Real those fiery. Yeah. So then also I was sleeping, and my bedroom is uh, where I lay my head on my bed is exactly where my parents, on the opposite side, their heads were head to head. Yeah. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, like three in the morning, I hear like a bang, bang, too loud, and I'm like, I sit up in bed, awake. I'm like, what the fuck? And then uh, I, I hear nothing else, so I just I was like, I went back to sleep. Next morning, I was like, what happened in your room? And my parents were like, what are you, what are you talking about? Nothing happened. And then uh, my dad's, and I was like, I heard like two loud bangs. <coughs> Excuse me. Shockingly, I brought back a pretty juicy, cold shot. Jesus, dude. <laughs> what I'm, not made, I'm not made for travel. <laughs> yeah, dude, why you tell me wear a SARS mask? I should. I got a lot of shit to do. I can't get sick. <laughs> I think you'll be, you never get anything I have. You'll be it's all true. right. So uh, my dad is like, oh, actually, sometimes I have dreams where I just punch the wall a few times and my fist is hurting me today. So I think that's what oh, happened. really? It might be that saleswoman. Dude, he might have to call me. I have the same dreams. <laughs> do you punch the wall? I do. I do. I do ins- other insane shit. I'm not punching stuff. It scared the you better shit watch out, of out. It scared the fuck Dude, out of me. Who knows that marijuana, though, might make him have even more insane dreams. We'll see. Especially the edibles. Um, so that scared me uh, pretty bad. Jesus. Yeah. Your mom doesn't, doesn't affect her. Uh, I guess not. I don't, she seemed to be clueless of, of what happened. It really scared. It was like right where my head is. It scared yeah, the might, fuck out of me. Could be haunted by that sales, the saleswoman. He could have punched through the wall and grabbed me. He pulled you through. <laughs> you never know. You got that dream strength. He didn't even know what the dream was. Just said he had a dream uh, and he punched the wall twice. He believed. He He's know. like a young Dr. King. But it wasn't the like I had a dream. This wasn't a knock. This was like a pretty hard double punch. It was a loud noise. Did he think he had good form? Uh, I don't know the form, but the noise was there. The noise level. 
And nobody else heard anything. <laughs> no. Very interesting. He also turned to Courtney at the Thanksgiving table. He had made a, a real heaping pile of mashed potatoes in this big bowl. Yeah. And he's like, we got a shitload of mashed potatoes. But then was like, oh, I'm, excuse me. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> he was on fire. He was really feeling it. And then my mom uh, was talking about the Boston accent. I, the Boston accent I was hearing from my parents just in general. I heard this saleswoman in, in a store turn to the, the other sales lady. She's like, I'm turning it to my mother. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen, but I'm turning it into my mother. Um, but my mom was talking about the Boston accent and said, I don't get these movies like Good Will Hunting. We never said fucking. We, we just said fuck. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, that's a good point. So Interesting. By the way, I think your mom probably says that. Like, your mom's got a pretty thick Boston accent. She will admit that, but she claims that if you say fucking, you just say fucking. You're not like, fucking, like that. Yeah, maybe it was a different neighborhood. Who knows? Who knows? You had uh, an interesting gig. Are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah, I don't see why not. On the air? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not like a secret. All right, just checking. You never know what's happening um, out there. Yeah, I, I ran into Dave Chappelle uh, a couple Mondays ago. You, uh, you were on stage. It I sounds like he was... performing for four people. Everyone else goes, I'm not going up, I'm going home. And I go, you know what? I'm going to go up. You're a consummate professional. Yeah. You do. You fulfill your obligation. I was, was on the fence, but then I heard some uh, intriguing questions asked by the host, Don Barris, to some people. And I said, Don, let me handle this. So I went up, and I was like seven, eight minutes into my set. I was getting ready to get the light. And then uh, uh, Dave Chappelle comes in the back. He'd been hanging out a lot is that, lately. Is that with an O or a U? He, that's with a U. Okay. And so he decides, he starts asking me questions from the back. And uh, by this time, the other two people had already left. So now we're down to two people only. Okay, that so can it's happen. Me, two people, Eleanor and Dave Chappelle. Just, it's almost like a, a living. You're almost like in a car. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. big car. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like a, it's a huge Winnebago. Yeah. Uh, all the seats are filled. <laughs> it's like a small station wagon. Almost like an Uber driver entertaining his passengers. Yeah. So then uh, he starts saying stuff. And we're just going back and forth riffing. And uh, he's having a great time. He's enjoying himself. Oh, that's good. So now at this point, Don Barris and the Ding Dog Show comes in. Now we've got a packed house almost. And well, that can happen too. And so uh, I was getting ready to get off, but he told me not to get off. He said, keep going. You he's mean get off sexually? No, he said, oh. get off the stage. And so then they start flashing the light because it's getting close to two in the morning. And he's like, no, man. Dave <laughs> had not seen enough of you. No, he said, turn that light off. He's going to keep going. This is almost like an SNL audition where he's your Lorne Michaels and you're just, you're entertaining him. He's having just a good time. But you're almost being held hostage, but in a good way. Yeah, I mean, I was having a good time too, though, because everybody was having fun, was telling stories. It's like two guys hanging out, but one has a microphone and one's sitting yeah. far away from him. But he was, he had some funny commentary. He's a fun, very naturally funny man. And so uh, then <laughs> finally, then he had to go, he had to catch a flight, uh, so I was, it was about a half hour later. So then I, when I get off stage, I see him outside. He's leaving. He's like, hey, man, I loved it. Great. And then I thought nothing of it. And then the next day, I have a spot at the comedy store. And Eleanor comes and gets me and says that uh, Dave wanted to talk to me. And he goes, hey, I'm doing shows all week up in the uh, belly room. 
the uh, the smallest room and, at the comedy store if you've never been. And he asked me what I'm doing all week. And of course, the event, I don't care what I was. I was like, I'm not doing anything, man. <laughs> it didn't matter if I was doing something. So yeah. then, and then he asked me if I wanted to open those shows. You and said so no, right? I, of course, I said, "Hey, Dave, come on, no." Uh, so that's what I did uh, the whole week. It was a lot of fun, and that was uh, the taping, right, for his for, for something. Yeah, I don't. Even, I, at this point, I don't even know for sure, but it was a taping for something. The shows went well. Yeah, the shows were great. Nice. He's uh, just just going up there and watching him. I was just like, it was amazing and also disheartening because I was like, here's the best guy. In the game, performing, and he just has such natural fucking ability. I just really, it was like a whole new, I had a whole new level of, I always thought he was great, but I had a whole new level of respect watching him show to show, just how fucking natural he is. I think uh, the word natural is very apropos yeah. for him. I think he's as close to as a natural talent, other than Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Those other are the than, two. Other than Eddie Murphy, they both started young. Both were prodigies, and that it doesn't happen a lot in stand up. No. And I think those two are as, as pretty much as close as you can get to like a natural comedic savant who's just unbelievable. Yeah, the without a doubt. And I, I it was just, it was almost like you're like you're you're watching something that you you're not going to see again probably for a long time. Yeah, um, but so it was that's, good. That's and then cool. he was always asks, he's like, "You hanging out tonight?" And then the one night that I hung out, he got off stage, and I'm in the green room. And so he's talking to like the director and the producer of the show. So it's just me and Lenny Kravitz staring at each other. So I was like, all right, I'm leaving. <laughs> so I didn't go back, hang out anymore. Because it's just not, it's just like a scene that should, I'm not Should have talked to him into. about an American woman. Yeah, I guess. What was I going to talk to him about? Or say, hey. He was like, who the fuck is this guy? And I was like, why the fuck am I back here right now? He could have said, you're half Jewish. My friend the Danish is full Jewish. <laughs> He's better than you. And then he would have just looked at you. <laughs> so it was fun, man. It was a good time. That's cool. Uh, oh, I forgot this. My brother and I decided to go see our old uh, basketball coach. I saw the picture. Yeah. <laughs> you guys he, he tweeted it out. Uh, so we walk in. <laughs> that guy was great. He's like, great to see you old players coming back. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. It's <laughs> the old ball coach. He uh, so we walk into this. First of all, all the doors are locked in the school. Of course, so they all are. It's a now. new era, um, and there was like, uh, you know, like one of the the buzzer things on like an apartment building, but they have the camera. Yeah. So there's one of those. We ring that. There's no one says anything. They just open the door. So we go in, and we turn and we see like a woman sitting at a podium, and we both did kind of like a turn. And I said to my brother, like, should we go over there? And I was like, if she says something, we'll go over there. But if not, let's just keep going. And we look, gave it like a little while, nothing. So we just walked down to see our coach. And then like 30 minutes to an hour later, some guy comes down in a shirt and tie. Like, not like crazy in a huff, but he's a little like, you know, looking around. And it seems a little agitated. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I had a report of a bearded man who didn't check in. And he's like staring at me. Meanwhile, my brother has a, he has a beard, not as juicy as mine, but shorter. Do you think he was talking about your brother? He was definitely talking about me. <laughs> and then he goes, we almost went, uh, put the school on lockdown. After the fact, I was this like. like an hour later? I said to my brother, I go, if, if that were something bad, we would have been throughout this whole school yeah, this what, time. Wait, if you went, it would take you seconds to just go in there and do what you're going to do. And we said. An hour later? It wasn't that much of an emergency. And we said to the guy, like, hey, man, we're, you know, we're sorry, but when we went to school here, this wasn't the case. And 
We looked at the woman. She didn't say anything. Like, we didn't want to get her in trouble. But, like, yeah. she didn't say anything. There's no sign that said check in. No. Yeah, that's their fault. And we, I don't know. We, we, we went, and he's like, it's a different time, man. It's a different time. And we're like, also, oh. by the way, it's also <laughs> the same time. It's also the same fucking time. It's just, we're just fucking a bunch of fucking scared pussies now. I said, up there, it's their time. Down here, it's our time. Biggest fucking school massacre occurred in nineteen, I think twenty-seven, when a guy, a teacher, blew up the fucking school with a um, bomb. Yeah, so the guy seemed like kind of hot and bothered about it. He just seemed annoyed that he we didn't, didn't follow it, protocol. For an hour later, that seems like they're not that concerned. I felt like I was profiled for having a beard. You should have followed a complaint. I'm thinking about calling the town paper. Yeah, <laughs> do it. <laughs> I had a real support animal on my flight to Boston. Dog? Uh, it was a dog. It was a woman. Uh, the dog had like on the vest. It had like female veteran, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And the dog very well. I just I walked by it, laid on the floor by her. It was two pat, two of them, two women. Yeah. Laid under them. Didn't, if, there, if you didn't know there was a dog in the plane... You would you would have no clue. Uh, you should have gone up to her and said, "I want to thank you for having a real service animal and fuck these pieces of shit without them." Uh, speaking of which, on the way back, first of all, as you know, when you opt out of the X-ray machine, they make you wait there for yeah. like five to ten minutes. That's where I was raped. As uh, as as good as the TSA, the TSA, uh, they they seem to have all sorts of walkie talkies. The best way, I guess, to communicate this is just to yell to no one. Uh, opt out. That's what they always do. But no one hears it. And so it's just, oh, yeah, I know, because they, they're trying to punish you. No, I know, but it's so pointless. It's like, this is the best you can do? I'm paying the money to just go through the pre-check. It seems worth it, to be honest. Yeah, but you know what? I'm also pissed because this is what they force us to do. This is what they want you to do. Yeah. We're falling right into their plan. Yeah, they're like, give us the money. Yeah. Yeah, those fucking pieces of shit. So, uh, hold on. I was in Indianapolis last week, and I was uh, sexually assaulted, so. <laughs> so. Yeah, so that happened. So uh, I'm waiting there, and I'm tired, and uh, as I said, a bit under the weather. Yeah. And so I was getting annoyed. So I was trying to annoy the guy nearest me. I was, like, drumming my fingers on the uh, machine that he was manning. <laughs> you really going for the annoying thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> but I was also tired, so I started leaning on it. And the guy's like, hey, man, you don't want to go there because of radiation? Machine you're leaning on has got radiation too. I was like, so basically, they're also saying he's admitted he yeah, admitted it, which they never do. He was admitting that they got you on tape. I should have said I'm wired, motherfucker. They say it doesn't have radiation enough radiation to cause any issues. So finally, some fucking jamoke comes over, gives me the the usual bullshit, patting me down. But as I'm being patted down, I'm facing where people are coming through. I see some fucking idiot. He goes through the metal detector, and he literally has to chase a dog that has run away. It's what? wearing a service animal vest. Those things do not leave your, the owner's side at ever. Like, it ran. He had to pick it up by the scrub. It was a puppy. It's got like a golden retriever puppy in a fucking support He's animal just vest. trying to throw that thing on the plane. Such horseshit. I was disgust. I was staring daggers at this piece of shit. Have you gotten? Did you get the new pat down system where it's way more intrusive? Where they basically stick their hand down your pants and jerk you off a little bit? I told the guy, if you don't hurry up, there's no way I'm going to come from this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he, he definitely gave a long. There's way more juicing going on. It may have been the saleswoman who grew up my dad's yeah. dick. He really, they really touched the back it's, of their hand to your dignity. I feel about. like they went to Steve Run Is Easy. 
and to to go to one of his milking seminars. I was on Milk Street in Boston. <laughs> I saw that yesterday. I uh, got milked. The uh, I went to Universal today. How's that? It was all right. Uh, the, the Harry Potter world is great. Dude, full grown middle aged people wearing the cloaks, walking <laughs> in there. I'm talking the fucking. I'm talking people in their fifties wearing the fucking cloaks. You gotta wear the cloak. Do you? you? Do you have to wear the cloak? You can buy a wand there for like a hundred dude bucks or something. The wands when you walk through the town, if you point them at things in windows that are on display, they'll do things. They'll like move and stuff. They've really got it down where people want that wand. So so now you can go buy like a some coffee cups and a display window, and the coffee cups will start moving as you move your fucking wand. They they have just milked the shit out of that fucking place. It's uh, Harry Potter is the millennial Star Wars, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And then they love it. Their yeah. ride made me sick, though. Really? Yeah, you because cute? it's all... I can handle the shit that isn't like uh, computer screens, you know? I don't like that stuff either. So they shake you, and I... The guy that I went with uh, was we went with my lady and uh, her friend and her fiance, and uh, he took Dramamine before he went on. And I was like, "You're crazy!" First, as soon as I got off, I go, "Dude, I think I'm gonna throw up." He I goes, get motion sick why. on those, and I found as I've oh, gotten older, it's, got, it's gotten worse too. Yeah, they're terrible. Well, it's bad news. You don't have the magic in you. <laughs> Good, I don't want it. You're not a Hufflepuff. Or a Ravenclaw. Is that what? You could take a test to see what fucking house what, or whatever. Really? Yeah. Would you end, you're a Slytherin for sure. Uh, probably. I don't know what any of it meant. You I, got was, dark, I wasn't about to waste my fucking you got time. Da- you got dark magic in you. Good. I like it. <laughs> uh, speaking of dark magic, uh, my new Bull's son, Bull Bull, announced where he will be playing basketball in college. Whoa. University of Oregon. He's going to be a duck. And uh, Corey... Also, I believe Barb was in on this story about Manu Bowl. Apparently, the guy who brought Manu Bowl to the U.S. Yeah, this is crazy. Admitted to making up his birthday and speculates that Manu Bowl was either 40 or 50 years old when he was playing in the NBA. Yeah. I don't know, though, because wasn't he tiny and then he put on some weight? No, he was pretty much out. Who's the guy? Tiny. Oh, uh, oh, maybe Matumbo. He got a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that one guy said he counted the rings on his head that he like carved in there. A former teammate who happens to be Jason Williams, who accident, who he claims he accidentally shot his uh, chauffeur. Is that the guy who's now an analyst? I don't think who, so. Who's the guy who murdered somebody who's now like an Ray analyst? Ray Lewis was involved in a murder. Yeah, but now he's an analyst, right? He got he got obstruction of justice, guilty. He burned a lot of evidence, but he claims he didn't know what was going on. <laughs> There's so many fucking... Dude, people are talking about all this sexual harassment. There's fucking so many people that are working right now. What guy was involved in a potential murder? Yeah. Other people beating women? He's employed by Disney, by the way. Anyway, a former teammate, uh, Jason Williams, who, who did commit manslaughter... I think he served his time. How much time did he get? I don't know. Said he was sitting next to Minute on, uh, on the bench on the New Jersey Nets, and he saw a ton of scars on his head. And, he's, and he was like, Manute, what's with uh, your head? And he's like, a white man lost my birth certificate. So he started cutting his head with a rock to mark the years, and the guy was like, whoa, he counted him. And he's like, he's like 55 years old. <laughs> <laughs> This is like... Uh, so imagine if Manu played in the 20s. He would have been unbelievable. <laughs> this is like that barbershop in Coming to America. What he's talking about. What do you say? Ray Lewis was, he was 127 years old when he fought Muhammad Ali. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. 
Blue Balls is a 50 year also, old. Also, why cut the head? Couldn't you, like, just make a mark on your arm or something? The new ball on your a, thigh? He was He's like, hold on. <laughs> Another. How, also, how do you know a year went by? I don't know. Maybe he was cutting his legs to mark the year so he had no room. Maybe he only, maybe it was only 55 days since he lost his birth certificate. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was he was overshooting Cuz my question was always like how the fuck did he know it was a new year? Maybe it was a big new year party. Have, could he have marked it on a wall or something like made a mark? <laughs> it sounded like it's weird to go on your head. You're always uh, bashing your head with a rock. I, I don't know if other guys taught him that. I don't, who knows. <laughs> Very maybe odd. it's a custom. Jesus. That's a tough birthday. He's like, you're 55 fucking years old. <laughs> he could have been getting Social Security in the NBA. Which would explain, though, why he died young. Well, he wasn't young. He was 88. Well, yeah. I he mean, was according, years yeah, old. <laughs> But he, <laughs> Do you think he still did The Rock once he got to America? He th- so what, he, he, didn't he say he's like, I think he went to college when he was like 28 or 29. Yeah, people are like, he definitely was not. That's what they speculated. I don't know. It's a mystery. People in the locker room said his pubes were just completely gray. But they say they do know Ball Ball's real age. I think he's like 17 right now. Well, yeah, because he's born in the U.S. Yeah. Right? So yeah, he, his head is, is not marked. By the way, Bull Bull. It's a great fucking name. Great name. That'd be like me being O'Neal O'Neal. We wish him nothing but the best. That's crazy. Um, yeah, wild times. Yeah. Bull Bull. Going I to did, school. I he's, didn't realize he died. Uh, I th- he's all grown up. No, but Manu Bull, what? When did he die? 2012? Let me see what year this was. It didn't seem like it was that long ago, but it was. But man, insane custom. He died in 2010. 10, Jesus. Yeah. Been gone that long. How old did he say he was when he, he died? He was 47, but he's, No, there's no way. Yeah, he speculated. <laughs> he played it, but he was older than that. <laughs> so he could have been, yeah, he could have been 60 Dude, his something. Height, seven, seven? Seven. Wait. 220. Oh, <laughs> he could have cut to 205 in the UFC. He could have been... Even Stefan Struve is, is fucking... He's five inches shorter, and he still weighs 260. Dude, he may have been able to cut to 85. Yeah. Taking on he Anderson Silva. He might have gone Silva. 70. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> God damn. Fucking 210? Yeah. Shaq was 300 220. pounds. 220. Shaq was over 300 Dude, pounds. 7'7". Seven, seven. 220? God damn. It doesn't even sound oh, real. Wait, Stefan Struve is only seven foot. He also weighs 260, and he's skinny as fuck. That doesn't even sound like it's possible. No. Seven but you, foot but seven. It, was, it was always a spectacle to watch him watch him move. Oh, you could barely It looked move. like his legs were going to snap I mean, at all times. It looks times. like he's on stilts. His leg looks hyperextended, just straight. It does, yeah, it looks, like it's, it looks like a funhouse mirror where it's just stretched out. Oh, minute. Well, he was a great man. If you look at Minute in his giant wheelchair, it's shocking. <laughs> That's a shocking picture. <laughs> He's in a giant wheelchair. What the fuck? Dude, that's like a custom build job. But this guy has to hold his legs. Because they get, yeah, they, you can't possibly no. put him in that f- fucking thing. It's insane. Right there, he was 79 years old. He was probably, <laughs> he could be close to 100. Look at this picture. One, how is his dick not coming out of those shorts? But look at those legs. He might have a boner. The hands are up. up near the rim, just extended. My God. I mean, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a legitimate giant. He's a real-life giant. Yeah. 7'7". Seven, seven. I would say so. 
Look at this. Oh, look at this. Steven Seagal. I don't know if that's a, an outfit or if that's a jacket. It's beautiful. Leather. Dude, how much leather did they use to make a floor-length fucking leather trench coat for Minute Bull? Are oh, you kidding me? Look at that jacket. That is beautiful. Holy, it goes down to his knees. <laughs> that is beautiful. Oh, dude, it's like bizarre. That's beautiful. Holy shit. The guy, had, is, the guy had fashion. That is fashion nice. Fashion sense. That's for that goddamn sure. Nice. That's wow! Good looking. Got how how high up that mic is to get to it. Who gets wow. who gets his clothing when he goes? I would say Ball Ball is really the only. They might just make car covers out of it. Ball Ball seven one right now, and he's he still st- growing. He could. How old is he? Sixteen. Let me see his age here. Because he's like he might dream of one day wearing his father's jacket. Ball Ball seven foot three right now. Oh, he's, oh, he went up a couple. Eighteen. Yeah, he could grow. He could make it. He just turned 18 on November 16th. What's he weigh? 140. 220. Oh, he's already bigger than his old man. Same exact. He also looks (laughs) fucking skinny as shit. Same exact weight. Let's see what Ball Ball has to say on Twitter. This could be good. It could be really not that informative (laughs) at all. 28,000 followers for Ball Ball. It's all from his old man. Thanks everyone who recruited him, but he said he's committing to Oregon. Well, what else? Is good he? luck to you, Bull Bull. Uh, mainly, he seems to be retweeting stuff about him. Class act. Alone in my room, listening to Uzi and Cardi snippets all day. That's that new trap rap that he seems to be into. Okay. Well, it's good times. When you leave Kansas and end up not going to school there, so the whole state hates you. What y'all so hurt for? By the way, people aren't that pissed, all right? It's fine. Jesus. Yeah, he's not, I mean, I would rather Shaq's son plays on the same AAU team as him. Yeah. Much more athletic. Not as tall, probably 6'8", but he can shoot threes. Dude, you're better off being 6'8 and athletic. I mean, That's look, like the perfect build. Look at Bull Bull there. He looks like kind of like the guy in the Kevin Bacon movie, the air up there. I think we've said this before. Yeah. But uh, he's more athletic than his old man, but he's just so thin. Just, it's hard to move at all when you're that height for anybody. He I looks, mean, you can only be so athletic. He looks so much like his old man. I wonder what the tallest really guy. Stunning. I wonder what the tallest guy to ever do a backflip is. It's uh, George Murison. Remember that guy from the movie with Billy Crystal? Yeah, no, that guy was a. I mean, look tall, at that this. guy was a giant. It looks it looks so much like his father. Yeah, but he's built he's built more reasonably. <laughs> yeah, he's much than, more in proportion. But uh, congrats to Bull Bull. <laughs> Such Bobo. a great name. You've named Bobo. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this before I left. Uh, took a picture of a guy. I was waiting in line at the pharmacy. I was behind him. On, I put it on Twitter. And he had a dog. And I wrote, uh, in all caps, not a service animal, in Rite Aid. And I put them in. Do you, are you sure it wasn't? Yeah, it was not. Yeah, it was positive it wasn't. Do no, they allow animals in there? I don't know, but I was just annoyed. And he kept answering questions about it. Like, he was really loving it. Like, oh, it's half this, half And I'm like, all right, dude, shut the fuck up. So a list, listener, Matthew, uh, tweeted in response. <laughs> he said, I've seen that dog before the, uh, there before in a shit in the waiting area of the pharmacy. Shut up. And so then I wrote back, what? I just ate off that floor. Right? He responded to me. <laughs> They're like, we're sorry to hear about this. Please get in touch with us to. Uh, did you get in touch with them? I didn't, but I, it was uh, it was an enjoyable exchange. <laughs> <laughs> Guys frequenting the CVS over there. <laughs> it was the Rite Aid. <laughs> Rite Aid. Did you see? Did you hear about this Nate Diaz fight? 
<laughs> Which one? They claim he may fight Woodley. Yeah, but, but Nate Diaz he people, wants fifteen million. Yeah, that's all they're asking for. No I mean, big deal. Yeah, seriously, come on, uh, fork it out. Fork by it the way, who was no one's going to pay fifteen million to fight Woodley? And nobody cares about that fight. And that's a very bad matchup for Nate Diaz. Yeah, he's going to lose. But yeah, still, badly. Very fifteen badly. million. No, who the fuck, dude? These guys better start fighting because they're going to have so much fucking ring rust that it's not going to be worth watching them fight. Yeah, him or his brother's done probably. Most likely, his brother. I, I would done. say yes. But Nate has to get back in the octagon soon because you're gonna wait a year, year and a half, two years. You're gonna suck. You can't just fucking come. You're not GSP. You're not just gonna come back in there. GSP had a lot of fucking ring rust. When no one wants to. I mean, you have to be realistic that no one's gonna pay you. Not even close to fifty million dollars. Dude, by the way. Take two million. Why don't you just do that? Take one take a million. million. They give you a million. Take half a million. It's half a million more than what you fucking had. And it comes down to either you want to fight or you don't. And that's the you know, it's like Also, dude, your uh your potential is being used up time wise. Fighters, man, these guys you gotta fucking act fast. By the way, I'm sick of these boxers calling out fucking Conor <laughs> McGregor. It's like Pacquiao. Pacquiao, De La Hoya. It's like what the fuck is happening? Dude, it's Why didn't like, George Foreman call him out? He's calling out Seagal like a real fucking man. It's like, I get that you want the money, but like, don't make it so transparent. Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. But the, uh, the Bisbing being knocked out by Kelvin Gastelum, Gastelum it was uh, The reason he took the crazy. fight is he said he needed it to get over the loss, and now it's double he the He also pain. said it's easy payday, and then I looked at it, I was like, everybody has Gastelum beating him. Everybody picked Gastelum. I didn't see the highlight, but I heard he got like looked like he was Ugh. fucking in pain. Destroyed. But. Uh, moving on, this is from who sent me this? A bunch of people sent this, and they really want us to cover this. So you got to give the people what they want. This is from uh, the Munchies section of Vice. Apparently, uh, this is the second year this has happened. Some guy has created a festival. Um, some guy. Some guy. <laughs> is, this a, is this a play on words? No. Some Guy Fieri? Well, it is a Guy Fieri fest. Yeah. It's the second time this guy's, they've done this. It's um, the pub crawl. The Guy Fieri pub crawl. So it said there's people in bleach blonde wigs. This is in New York. They're wearing hot sauce and blazing shirts. Fake goatees. Uh, the rallying cry was, I'm Guy Fieri, starting with one Guy Fieri, and then it got into a chant. As they walk down the street, it's like a mob. They came, they came together for the second annual Fieri Con. <laughs> uh, it's a ruckus celebration of the celebrity chef that involves dressing like the uh, like Fieri, shouting his most meme friendly catchphrases, and drinking cheap beer. It's a daytime bar crawl which stops at the Hog Pit, Pioneers Bar, Stout New York City flagship, and the Keg Room. It's uh, intended to end at Guy's American Kitchen and Bar in, the, in Times Square. Here's a picture. It's uh, intended, but what? It didn't, it didn't make it? The girl on the left is clearly going for it. girl on the right just like, put a little mascara on her chin and really doesn't seem to be trying at all. Uh, wait, which girl you're saying is going the, for it? The girl on the white is obviously has like a goatee drawn on her. Oh, yeah, yeah. The other girl, yeah, the other girl like oh, a, just on the chin, I didn't even like a see hit, it. a Hitler mustache drawn on her chin. That's, yeah. I mean, why even bother? It was like a barely a flavor saver added yeah. on there. Unless yeah, that's she's a, not giving it her all. Unless that's a tattoo. So wait, it, didn't, it doesn't end at his fucking part? I, it said intended. I don't know what that means. I guess it's supposed to. I don't know. This has already happened. 
Yes. So uh, David Gold, I don't know if he's related to the NPR. David he Goldstein? <laughs> mentioned uh, Jonathan Gold is the food critic for the NPR, uh, or for the LA Times, but he's on NPR a lot. He's 24. He's the founder of the event. He was excited and overwhelmed. Uh, excited and overwhelmed. He's pleased by the surprisingly robust attendance oh. and baffled by the amount of attention the crawls received. 2016, uh, Time Out New York and other local outlets covered the inaugural event. And this year, the New York Post interviewed Gold. He's really loving it. Uh, he never thought people uh, he didn't know personally would bother to show up. He said it was an inside joke, and now it's a big thing. My friend's parents are here. The site got 9,000 views yesterday. He's really turning this thing Jesus. He thought of the idea one afternoon while on his couch eating Chinese food and watching Triple D. He made the website, and somehow he said people found it. Uh, here's a bunch of the- That's uh, a random thing to find. <laughs> the bunch, here's a bunch of the Fieris. <laughs> Jesus, they look great. <laughs> some great. Some great mockery going on. There. Yeah, I can't tell if I enjoy it or I like that they're mocking it. I, but I can't tell if this guy's a genuine fan or he's yeah. like, hey, this would be great. It's a very fine line. Yeah. I don't know if I like this or if I hate this. <clears throat> it sounds like they might be genuine- Fans. Uh, it says the most obvious comparison to this is SantaCon, where thousands of day drinkers descend upon Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, dressed as Santa and Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Um, sometimes engaging in fist fights and public sexual activity with one another. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. That sounds more like uh, something we can get behind. Yeah. And that's not mocking Santa. No. That is embracing Santa. Would you do it? Even though you don't practice Christmas. If you promise me fighting and fucking, I think I would head out. You could be part of all of it. I would be a Jewish. You could instigate if you wish. I would be a Jewish Santa. Uh, with what a, is that? Was that a, a yarmulke, yarmulke that looks like a, a Santa yarmulke with a ball on it? Sewn onto the Santa hat with the ball. Wait, how are you going to sew the yarmulke? Why don't you just do a tiny Santa hat yarmulke? I could do that. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a, a yarmulke with a tiny Santa hat coming off of it. Yeah. Uh, I maybe have some uh, the long curly sideburns uh, with the white hair. With the white hair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that could be good. Uh, so Gold acknowledged SantaCon was an inspiration. He also rejected the comparison. He said his is much smaller. I don't know if he's talking about his digness or the... Uh, the uh, Yeah, clearly it's it not the fucking level of SantaCon. And he said the attendees are much more jovial and thus far better. Far better. Oh, he said people are angry at the fucking. He said Santa. far better behaved Whoa. than the depraved, vomitous Santas. I don't like this guy. I don't like that. Now he thinks he's better than Santa Con. Look, man, you're doing a Guy Fieri pub crawl. You wanted to get crazy. By the way, he doesn't have enough people involved in it yet. It'll get crazy. Yeah, when you can't trust con- me. It's once you get, get the masses involved. Year you do. five. Dude, it's going to be out of fucking control. and People are going to be shitting on each other. Literally. <clears throat> the writer said when a guy, uh, capital, guy stood on a table at Stout New York City flagship with a cheeseburger, the crowd quickly fell silent in anticipation. <laughs> For many, a speech? Many of the guys in capital were clutching personal buckets of Bud Light. They were ready to listen. The central guy bit into the burger as we all waited for rev- his review. And he yelled, it's bomb.com. And the, <laughs> That's a great one. and the room erupted into applause. Bomb.com. Uh, what a shitty phrase. Here are some other quotes that the uh, writer overheard. Uh, and, this as, sounds like a mocking. As they followed along. Although I hear some of these quotes and I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to judge. Yeah. 
He said, you know, guys, one of those guys you just want to emulate. He really embodies flavor, which sounds like it could be mocking, but it could yeah, be real. I don't know I what don't this know. guy. I can't tell. It's too close. <laughs> He's throwing us for a loop here. <laughs> That's a real loop. Here's uh, a guy and girl Fieri making out. Uh, oh, they're saying there's no fucking? And it's not fucking. Ooh, it's that, classy. It's a hot lady Fieri. <laughs> it's classy make out. Yeah. Uh, it's weird to see two Everything's Fieris. being kept PG-13. Uh, someone said my cousin told me about this and I just wanted to support my family. I that sounds like someone who got looped into this. I don't know if it's cool or not. Wait, my cousin told me about this. <laughs> He's like, I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> Look at this guy. He seems That seems like a bad guy. I don't know why. He's, he looks like uh, somebody from the Cobra Kai. He's smoking, he's smoking a cigarette with no hands. Seems like an arrogant guy. He may not be. Yeah. But he seems like he's got an attitude. Uh, someone said that Colt 45 is starting to sneak up on me. They, uh, they drank a 40. It was, it was hitting them hard. Uh, this guy, someone else said, we, went, we want to end in Flavortown, and we want Guy to be there. That sounds like a genuine fan. Yeah. Seems like there's a mix. Why didn't Guy go out there? I don't know. It seems like right up his alley. Some guy said, is that bacon fat? Was loving it. Uh, <laughs> what are they asking about? Something that wasn't bacon fat? Here are the guys drinking the Cole 45s. These guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a, I don't know where I stand on this. It's hard to say. Uh, some guy said, can I have a rip of your jewel vape pen? I feel like that's something guy would do. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, we don't need ID. They know who we are. <laughs> By the way, you're going to need ID, you fucking idiots. <laughs> uh, oh, look, it's a girl fieri. Okay. Seems like there's a decent amount of ladies at this thing, surprisingly. Hot ladies? And then someone said, I am the only Fieri. Wow. That guy's really. That guy's going to get beat up next year. That could be the guy smoking the cigarette with no hands. Yeah, that guy's like, that guy's a bad guy, Fieri. So there it goes. Uh, the guy Fieri pub crawl. I, yeah, again, don't know where I stand on this. If it's good, let's if it's see bad. how it plays out in the next couple of years. Should we, should we boycott this next no. year? No, because we don't know what they stand for. Yeah, it's true. It's hard to boycott something where you don't know where they stand. Uh, yeah, that's a confusing. That's confused. That's confusing story. It's interesting. You know what we'll do? We'll keep our eye on it. Yeah, if anyone wants to infiltrate it in the New York area next year, it's at this time of year, November. Find out and then kind of maybe wear a wire and uh, ask some questions by like, you know, guys, we're all friends here. What do you really think of Guy Fieri? Do we like him? Do we hate him? Yeah. Do we? Are we indifferent? What is this? What are hey, we doing here, guys? Maybe the cousin guy was a Danish and O'Neill listener on this slide. Maybe uh, get some drinks in them. When you get to that moment where you're getting ultra personal, just say, what are we doing here, guys? What is this about? What, are we, what is this? <laughs> uh, moving on. This is from Joe and Taylor. And this guy, this is an interesting story. I think we're going to be hearing more about this. This is the Washington Post. So apparently there's this dude. Uh, what's this guy's name? Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes is, uh, he, so I don't know, we'll, we'll get to his beliefs in a minute. So, he believes, I guess he's a flat earther, or he's saying he's a flat oh, earther. Oh, is this the guy with the rocket? Yeah. Oh, dude, I've been following this guy for, since I read about it a few days ago. So. I love this guy. He, he's such an idiot. He's, I don't know, he doesn't, I don't think he believes it. I don't know what no, he's I doing. No, I think he wants the funding. But he's a chauffeur. How's he funding all of this? So we'll, we'll get into this. So he wants to prove a conspiracy of astronauts. <laughs> he's so stupid. Have fabricated the shape of the Earth, saying it's round. Uh, he's from California, actually. He intends to launch himself 1,800 feet high. I know, but also 1,800 feet high. 
I, it, it, that didn't make any sense. Is that it, really the number? None of this makes sense. But the 1,800, <laughs> I thought that was a typo. I thought it was like 18,000 feet. He wants to do this in a rocket. He built from scrap metal. By the way, I don't know how he was able to build it. Something tells me that it might be super easy to build a fucking rocket. Well, I saw one of his experiments, and it seemed like he did. He just had like something just like shot out of the bottom of something it's in the ground. It's a steam-powered rocket, <laughs> nonetheless. It, yeah. So assuming the 500-mile-per-hour mile-long flight through the Mojave Desert does not kill him, uh, Mike Hughes. <laughs> That's a big. If. Mike Hughes told the Associated Press, "His journey into the atmos- Atmos flat is what he calls it. <laughs> will mark the first phase of his ambitious flat Earth space program. So he's trying to launch a space program out of this. He's yeah, all- but he. I, I. But I think that he's doing this because the only people that would. I think he just wants to build a rocket. That's what I got the impression that I don't think he really believes that the Earth is flat. But also, he didn't get much funding from these flat Earthers. No, he did not. Even though there is a flat Earth con, and is as that, soon as they announced it, tickets sold out immediately. Is that the same weekend as Guy Fieri con? Uh, probably not. But these guys are making money, which makes me think that we should start some other conspiracy and start having a con about it. And Can we do bowl start bowl, selling? Manu Bolcon. Yeah, yeah. What we, age is he really? We all wear. Stilts. We all say he was 111 years old. <laughs> yeah, and he was a prophet. <laughs> uh, his ultimate goal is a subsequent launch that puts him miles above the Earth, where the, he's a 61 year old limousine driver. But wait, 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 his ultimate to, goal is, is to launch another rocket that puts yeah. him. Mi- so what does the 1800 prove? Just putting him on the map. <laughs> That's to put you. You put you in the ground. It's an, under the ground. It might. I think. He hopes to photograph, uh, get photographic proof of... Uh, Has he ever been in an airplane? Has he ever flown in a fucking jet? Has he ever gone anywhere? Well, and there's pictures of the Earth that look round. No, that's, the, that's what they say is bullshit. They what, say it's that, Photoshop? Yeah. They say that it only comes out of like three different places, and they've all been Photoshopped to make it look round. I don't know why. But why? Why would they do that? I don't know. Why? But Because it, it, people have too much time on their hands, once again. So Hugh said it's going to shut the door on this ball earth. Yeah, because there aren't 10,000 flights a day traversing the world. It says uh, theories discussed during the interview included NASA being controlled by round earth Freemasons and Elon Musk making fake rockets out of blimps. (laughs) (laughs) I love these fucking guys. Hughes promised the flat earth community that he would expose a conspiracy. With his steam-powered rocket? Why is he going steam on this? By the way, you could go in an ultralight like 12,000 feet. You could give this guy a run for his money. You don't need a rocket, dickhead. You don't need a fucking rocket to go 1,800 feet. What, a, hot, a hot air balloon may be able to... Dude, how about the guy that just tied uh, fucking helium balloons to his lawn chair and went up? I think he went like to the point where he needed oxygen. I think he went past 12,000 feet. Um... This rocket, crazily enough, and not really that surprising, is going to launch from a heavily modified mobile home. Uh, though he acknowledged that he still had much to learn about rocket science. <laughs> how did he, I, dude, I have no idea how this fucking guy built, built this thing. This guy said in a June interview, this whole tech thing, I'm really behind the eight ball. This guy is fucked. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's exactly what you want to say right before you launch something into the fucking air while you're riding it. Uh, Hughes isn't a totally unproven engineer. He set a Guinness World Record in 2002. For, this is insane that they're even saying this is like a this is a fucking engineering feat uh, for a limousine jump. Oh yeah, I saw that. 
<laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> Did he want to fly a limousine too? <laughs> he's, been, he's been building rockets for years with mixed results. <laughs> Hey, we've been having mixed results. Guess what? I'm going to get in one of these now. Uh, At a test fire video from 2012, you hear someone say, okay, Waldo, three, two, one. I don't know who Waldo is. There's a brief hiss of boiling water, then nothing. So Hughes walks up to the engine and pokes it with a stick. Oh, shut up. At which point, a thick cloud of steam bounces out towards the camera. (laughs) This fucking guy. Hey, Hey, guys. I'm in the rocket. It's not launching. Somebody get that stick out there and prod it. We need the stick, goddammit. You imagine the stick? We, we can't do it without the stick. I can see Bushman being on this guy's oh, build yeah. team. Oh, my God. You know who I get? Perry Caravello being on, on this. <laughs> Wouldn't be shocked. He built his first man rocket in 2014. He's only three years deep in his experience. <laughs> I uh, managed to fly a quarter mile over Winkleman, Arizona. So that was a success. And that worked? Apparently. As uh, seen in a YouTube YouTube video, (laughs) the flight ended with Hughes being dragged, moaning from the remains of the rocket. (laughs) (laughs) The sufferings, the injuries he suffered put him in a walker for two weeks. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, but still, that's so uh, what the parachute didn't deploy. I don't know, but that flight was only a quarter of the distance that he's attempting uh, coming up. Uh, And that was based on round earth technology as well. Oh, but that was his flat earth technology. Said he's only recently converted to the flat earth movement after struggling for months to raise funds for his follow-up yeah. flight. He's uh, just a rocket man. I can't fault him. Rocket he, man. But I think they only gave like $1,500, these flat earthers. He, Kyrie Irving on the Boston Celtics is a flat earther. You figure oh he could God. come out of the pocket. By the way, he called into some like radio podcast show. Who They, they go, who has a lot of followers, over, over 300. <laughs> Oh, Mike Hughes. This fucking guy. Uh, The the flight was originally scheduled for early 2016 in a Kickstarter campaign from Garage to Outer Space is what he called it. That mentioned nothing about Illuminati astronauts and was themed after a NASCAR event. This guy's just a, he's a young entrepreneur who's trying to get into outer space. 61, 62. He said, we want to do this and basically thumb our noses at all these billionaires trying to do this. He said uh, in his pitch video. Where he stood in his living room, which had plastered with drawings of his rockets, like a fucking madman. They have not put a man in space yet, he said. There are 20 different space agencies here in America, and I'm the last person that's put a man in a rocket and launched it. He compared himself to Evil Knievel. <laughs> oh, what do you always want to hear when you're going to donate to a guy that's trying to get to outer space? Yeah. Instead of comparing yourself to NASA or anybody else that's trying to go to outer space, you go yeah. Evil Knievel. Who needs Lance Armstrong Dude, when you have Lance, <laughs> Evil Knievel, one of the greatest astronauts of our time man he promised to launch himself from a california racetrack that year as the first step in his steam powered leap towards space you the can't k- do that it's too close to homes kickstarter raised 310 dollars of its 150 thousand dollar goal <laughs> so that went well <laughs> he tried other pitches including a plan to fly over texas in a sky limo <laughs> which would be great oh yeah i'd love to see a sky limo fucking what would you do balloons i don't know but he complained to uh, something called Ars Technica last year about the difficulty of funding his dreams on a chauffeur's meager salary. Hey, man. I love this guy's passion. A year later, he called into a Flat Earth community web show to announce that he'd become a re- uh, recent convert. And this was, he's looking to drum up money, I think. Yeah, that's what, yeah, he of course. Said, he said, we were kind of looking for new sponsors for this, and I'm a believer in the Flat Earth. I researched it for several months, which I think he just learned the lingo. He just goes, I need money. 
Poe sounded impressed. Hughes actually had fl- that he flew in a rocket. He noted, whereas astronauts were merely paid actors performing in front of uh, an, a guy, CGI globe. This guy just wants to go to outer space. Hughes agreed. He said, John Glenn and Neil Armstrong are Freemasons. Once you understand that, you understand the roots of the deception. The host talked of Elon Musk's fake reality, and uh, Hughes talked of Antichrist Illuminati stuff. <laughs> After half an hour of this, the host told us 300-some listeners to uh, back Hughes' exploration. There it is. 300-some <laughs> listeners. I bet a ton of money came in. I think he got like $1,000 or 1500 While there's no hypothesis for what the flat Earth is supposed to look like, many believers envision a flat disk ringed by sea ice, which naturally holds the oceans in. <laughs> you guys are so stupid. What's beyond the sea ice, if anything, remains to be discovered. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> uh, the host told Hughes, we need an individual who's not compromised by the government, and you could be that man. The limo driver, the limo driver could be the future. I'm actually, I would have thought this guy would have more morons listening to his show, but 300, <laughs> just because it's such a, people love to latch on to this stupid bullshit. A flat earth GoFundMe subsequently raised nearly eight grand for Hughes. By November, the AP reported his 20,000 rocket at a fancy coat of rust oleum paint and a research flat earth inscribed on the side. So if anyone sees it up there, they'll know what he's doing. Dude, the next article is going to be this guy's fucking obituary. Oh, yeah, I think it's his life is not long. But you know what? He, it's his passion, and it's his right as an American to go out and follow it. Who knows? There could be a guy in Russia trying to beat him up there. Dude, these guys in Russia, are, they're, making, they're just drunk making fucking rockets all day long, I guarantee you. Uh, it said Hughes is going to be making adjustments right up to the launch, which is happening soon, I think. Yeah, it's what you want to do. He won't be. But he doesn't have enough money for like a test run. Yeah, it said so he it's just a go. Said he won't be able to test the rocket before he climbs inside and attempts to steam himself at 500 miles per hour across a mile of desert air. And even if it's a success, he's promised his backs, backers an even riskier launch within the next year. So if this doesn't kill him, he's like, I'll kill myself soon. Don't worry. Uh, he told Ars Technica last year that the second phase of his mission might involve floating in a balloon up to 20,000 feet. Then rocket packing himself in outer space. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> this guy's gonna rocket pack himself in outer space from there. He's gonna jump out of that balloon and fall to his death. <laughs> Jesus. Here's the, uh, I think his philosophy on life. He said it's scary as hell, but none of us are getting out of this world alive. Uh, that, I agree, man. That's so why like, I can't hate this guy because <laughs> I know he doesn't believe this shit, and he's just trying to trying to make his dreams come true. Here's uh. Is this it? Is this where he's going? Yeah, this is his fucking rocket. It looks horrible, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know what it's supposed to look like. It looks like. like a tractor with like a propane tank. Well, there's some on other it. shots of it with uh, on its launching. So uh, I don't. Tube. Know. It said he was doing it on Saturday. I don't. Is that today or yesterday? Yesterday? I don't know. Let me see if I can find any follow up. Seems that. weird to do it over Thanksgiving weekend because nobody's really paying attention. Oh, Mike Hughes doesn't give a fuck though. <laughs> he doesn't. It might be good for drumming up more money. Let me see here. Man, can you imagine this guy getting a balloon, going to 20,000 feet, and then fucking try to get his rocket out there? It's oh, he delayed the launch. Oh, no. Launch what has happened? been delayed. What happened? He goes by Mad Mike Hughes, apparently. Yeah, um, that's fitting. Mad Mike Hughes, a limousine driver, and announced that he had to delay his plan to launch himself. Um... The launch. Was there any cover? Like, who was coming out to see this? Can we go see it? The rocket launcher he had built out of a used motorhome broke down in the driveway. Oh, shut up. On shut Wednesday, up. Dude, according to Hughes. Dude, this guy broke it out of your driveway and you're going to go launch this thing. 
This is great. He needs to do it. It broke down in his driveway. Imagine going on a date with this guy uh, and he starts telling you about what he's been up to. Yeah, I don't think he's getting a lot of dates. He doesn't have time. This guy's building the goddamn rock. You don't think he's smooth talking some of the ladies he's driving around in that limo? Some tells me that you Google this guy, you know what you're getting into, okay? I don't think he's trying to cover up the fucking rocket. <laughs> That he has in his backyard. He said in a YouTube announcement that they'd eventually gotten the launcher fixed, but the small matter of federal permission proved a more serious stumbling block. Oh, oh, they're, need, hold, they're holding him back. Why, dude, why doesn't he f- say fuck the government and launch on his own? Do you he, need a government permit to launch a rocket? He said they told me they were not going to allow me to do the event there, at least at that location. <laughs> Where was this? What was it, like a Home Depot parking lot? Uh, he said... He left the matter permissions to the Federal Aviation Administration. Of course, they can't honestly approve it, he added. The FAA just said, well, we know that you're going to do it there. Okay. Um, so what does he have, how does he have to get approved? What does he have to get approved? Just do it, madman. <laughs> yeah, just fucking s- do it. What's the punishment? Let me see. Hughes has not relented in his quest to launch himself. He said he found private property near his original launch site where he anticipates finally taking yeah. off as early as this coming week. There we go. Um, yeah, pending that the thing doesn't fucking break down in your driveway. He said, I don't believe in science. Oh, he doesn't believe in science? No. He said, I know about aerodynamics and fluid dynamics and how things move through the air, about the certain size of rocket nozzles and thrust, but that's not science. That's just a formula. There's no difference between science and science fiction. Wow. Uh, he said it's been very disappointing and I guess enlightening this whole week. It really is, really has been. But it's not easy because it's not supposed to be. So uh, This guy is a real enigma. He's, he's using science, but he's not claiming it's not science. No, he's a piece of work. I like his style. I think it's not going to end well for him. No, but you know what? He did it his way and he went out in style. And it's a fucking gonna, rocket. It's going to be a hell of a funeral. <laughs> yeah, I don't Mad know. Mike Hughes. They may launch his coffin up into the air. And I guarantee it won't work. They may sh- fucking drive back. It'll launch down to the ground. His body will spill out into the fucking desert. They may shoot sh- shoot him out of a fucking cannon a, or like a catapult. <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't use one of those circus cannons to try to launch himself into outer space. That could be next. Why does he do that with a selfie stick and try to take a picture of the Earth, flat maybe, Earth? Maybe a giant T-shirt. Cannon. Is the guy who's a basketball player? Does he genuinely believe flat Earth? <laughs> I think he does. Or is it just a joke? No, I think it's real. I mean, I don't know, but it seems real. I mean, how stupid do you have to be? I'd say pretty stupid. It's funny how this has already this has come back. It's crept back in. If Flat earthers. Yeah, I mean, the round earth theory has been, been around for a long time. You see the guy that But says, there, are, there are pro athletes who don't believe in dinosaurs. There are people who don't believe in dinosaurs. No, I know, but okay, fine. I mean, there's no evidence. Uh, you, could state, you could say like, oh, what, we found some bones. Fine. But we have fucking footage. You fly in a goddamn airplane, okay? You know it's not fucking flat. You can you can't see. You can only see so far because the fucking it drops down. They, Where does uh, the sun go? Where does the sun go? By the sea ice. Dinosaurs, fine, whatever. But when you fucking start saying that the world, what? Also, what is in it for the people that are lying? What? Yeah, I don't get why they think. That like what is the benefit of What's it? the end game for the Freemasons? Is here? it to keep us down? I don't know. <laughs> keep us from going like past it? Are there parts of the earth that we haven't even seen? I don't know. 
It's the dumbest shit. Maybe in the Biggie world. and Tupac are on some part. You of have the to be flat the earth. stupidest fucking human being in the world. <laughs> you have to be a limo driver or a pro athlete. But I mean that. Yeah, it just it's. Could a flat earther make it work with a round earther in a relationship? No, never. I don't think so. I Did agree. you see the guy who said he finally proved that uh, the moon landing was staged? No. So of all you know, this footage these guys comb through. He claims he see he could see a stage hands hand in the reflection of one of the guy's helmets. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw it. I didn't see shit. <laughs> I heard like, there's a stage hands hand. I heard that was a young Steven Seagal's hand that you can see very shit fat ever. Speaking of the stupidest shit ever, I found this myself on MSN. Uh, this is a woman. She's been uh, who wrote this? Nancy Hall is her name, but she did not have the uh, the cojones to use her real name. It says here she's an alias. Okay. Said I've been with my husband for more than a dozen years. First, I got together in our mid twenties when both of us were still living with our parents, trying to figure out what to do with our lives. Early on, it was a frenzy of hookups and cars on living room couches and pretty much anywhere we thought we couldn't get caught. We latched on to the giddiness of a new relationship and let our 20-something hormones guide us. Fast forward eight years. This is young 30s, I guess. Yeah. During that time, we both went back to school, uh, like Ronnie Dangerfield does not say that here. I changed career paths. We finally bought a house, and a year later, we got married. And then we stopped having sex. Okay. Uh, wasn't a conscious decision. Like many couples, our lives just got busy. We were tired. We were overworked. We'd be up for it at different times. One of us would be wide awake while the other couldn't keep their eyes open. Started to feel like any physical intimacy we was forced, and we were doing it because we thought we should rather than because we wanted to. <laughs> I know. I feel like I know where this is going. The longer we were together, the less often we had sex. <laughs> yeah, so get divorced. Weeks turned into months, and eventually I realized we were only having sex on special occasions. <laughs> Some point it hit me that I didn't even know when the last time was. Although I didn't miss sex, I worried. You, oh, well, that could be the problem. You didn't miss sex. Was there something wrong with me? Yeah. Would my husband still want to be with me if I admitted I didn't want to have sex? Was he not having sex with me because he didn't love me or wasn't attracted to me anymore? <laughs> my husband didn't By the way, you guys have the worst communications ever. That's your problem in this fucking relationship. And it's terrible. There's a lot of time to fuck, and apparently they just don't want to. I mean, I get That's it. my theory. I yeah, get I it. You're worked a lot, and people have different schedules, but still, like, fucking is a huge part of a relationship. And also, if your husband, like, if you were like, if I, don't, if I didn't ever want to fuck again, would he still be with me? Like, lady, I mean, the, what are you guys doing together? They're friends. Get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Even friends sometimes fuck. You gotta get the fuck. This thing's done. This is what I don't get. Like, the writing's on the wall. Get out. You're done. It's over with. Uh, she disagrees. Said my husband didn't seem too worried or upset, but my okay. Ex- both of you have serious problems, man. <laughs> Maybe they're both. I asexual. think you got together too young, and you fucking lost the fire. My, you, you, come on. You're also not communicating at all. And it sounds like they weren't fucking the right way if they're not missing also, it. I, you know what? I get it, but. You have a whole different perspective when you get with somebody in your mid-30s and it's new. You, you divulge everything because you know how fucked up shit got in your 20s when you tried to hide everything. I say everything. We just, you got to fucking talk. Um, she said my anxiety about the issue continued to grow. This wasn't normal, right? If he wasn't getting it from me, was he getting it somewhere else? Took me a long time. Years of us very, very rarely having sex to work up the courage to broach the subject. This is what happens. You, did, you didn't have strong communication as a foundation. But one night after dinner, I finally did it, even though I was terrified that talking about it might lead to a breakup. I That's really, the problem. Is like she's afraid to 
to bring it up because she doesn't want to fucking. Or it's he, like, but the, the writing's on the wall. Yeah, I don't think she wants to hear the truth. Is this guy fucking somebody? Well, let's get to it. I really tried to be casual and not make him feel like I was bombarding him. But, but by the way, you should be bombarding him. If he doesn't <laughs> want to fuck you, you should. This is a major problem. But she doesn't want to fuck him though either. That's the thing. Well, this is. Yeah, I don't know what to say. But I was. They're ner- both. By the way, they're both fucking guilty here. <laughs> they're not fucking anyone. <laughs> yeah. But I was nervous and totally failed at being casual. I just blurted out that I wanted to talk about her sex life. Ooh! <laughs> Careful. Wait, wait, what are you guys? Thirteen? Careful! Come on, you've been married for you've been how long to get together? Uh, it said they were together. And mid, you can't talk about fucking. It said mid twenties. Flash forward eight years later, so at least eight years. Oh my god, I feel so bad for these. These people are giving me anxiety. So we talked. It was excruciatingly scary to make myself vulnerable. This lady's a weak stick. By the way, this guy's a weak stick. This isn't the, This isn't this lady, dude. What do you think? That she's with some fucking guy who's like super communicative and... Oh, no. Oh, no, they're both, both weak. Both of these fucking Yeah, they're both people. weak. No, I'm not saying... Yeah, they're both weak. But I needed reassurance from him that it wasn't personal. He admitted that he had similar insecurities and doubts about his attractiveness and the strength of our relationship. We ended up having the most honest conversation we've ever had about what we want, how we feel, and how sex had become something that wasn't particularly important to either of us. Whoa. <laughs> wow. I took a turn. Yeah, okay. Whoa. We both admitted that we found it awkward and kind of unsatisfying. Yeah, because they're not fucking the right person. Dude, what are you doing? Get out. It's fine. It's over. Sometimes relationships run their fucking course. That's just how it goes. And I'll tell you how you know a relationship is running its course. We both are like, hey, something that your body, your instincts have developed and evolved to crave sex. And you don't have that anymore. Something's happened. Either you're sick or you're sick of that. He said we agreed that the time was uh, we spent cuddling together afterward was really the only thing we missed. So these kids don't even like hold each other when they're sleeping or anything. All they miss is post-sex Dude, these, This relationship <laughs> is so fucked. <laughs> Once we realized we were on the same page... We were able to talk about... Uh, I am so sad for this fucking this couple. This is the saddest shit I've ever heard. We were able to talk about other ways we could be physical and intimate with, with each other that had nothing to do with sex. I admitted that I missed kissing. By the Ooh. way... By the, oh, these guys don't do it. By the way, so, like, are they, what are they, 600 pounds? And they, and Doesn't that's say. Could be. Why they don't... It could be. I don't know. Is this going to be like, okay, just go on. I no, I, I read the whole thing. There's no real like big uh, twist. Keep going. Uh, but in the past, I felt like a tease because I didn't want it to lead anywhere. So she just wants to kiss and that's it. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> Stop. By the way, this guy seems fine with it. Get your hand out of my okay, shirt. This guy, we got a couple of issues here. Either there's like a health issue. This dude's gay. Or this chick is, I don't know. I mean, is it possible they're both asexual? I'd say probably not, but could be, I guess. They fucked at one point. I guess it's fine to turn that way. So now I asked if we could make a point to do more than kiss hello and good night. So she wants to step it up a little bit. (laughs) We also. Dude, your relationship is over. (laughs) To stop it. I guarantee you, you get with somebody that you're physically attracted to, something that's new, you're going to get. Fucking nice and horny and want to fuck again. And then be like, what was I And this guy, he's going to go out. He's either going to start fucking dudes or like do... Because dudes are fucking horny, man. Maybe they're both into animals or something and they're fighting it. 
Yeah, there's something. We also talked about making time before we close our eyes to snuggle and be close to one another. Neither of us likes to cuddle while we're asleep. Uh, those have turned into my favorite times. We talk and share. We laugh and tease. And we are physically touching in a million different ways. It's tender and perfect and means way more to me than sex. Yep, I, I like, but my problem with this is like almost an anti-sex story. Yes, yes. Which is, that's my, where it's almost like, well, you guys are fucking assholes yeah, for wanting sex. It's based, not about sex. It is about sex. It's about fucking. <laughs> all right? If you're fucking right, you want to fuck all the time. They're basically saying they're better than the rest of us yeah, who are just. Because we need we're it. We're peasants who are fucking. We're slaves yeah. to the sex. Well, I, don't, I don't like the derogatory turn that this took. Uh, we've now been happily married for four years, and I can honestly—I honestly can't say how long it's been since we last had sex. This point is pretty much a non-issue, and it's not something I think about often. Is this being applauded? Like, is this—is this, this article being applauded? Because I think this is giving the wrong message out there. <laughs> because this relationship is broken, and it was broken from the get-go. These people never talked. They never. This should really be an article about communication and not about anti-sex. Uh, so we made a decision that works for us and it's strengthened our relationship. We're better at communicating, better at making time for one another, and better at making sure that time is meaningful. So it sounds like they think sex was holding them back. I don't think that's what was holding <laughs> them back. You guys <laughs> I now feel like I can talk to them about anything, and I do sometimes to a chagrin. She might be doing duty yeah. talk because there's no sex to worry about. Oh, my. Dude, by the way, you should have been doing this before you decided to get married. Should have been someone that you feel like you could tell anything to long before you ever fucking said yeah. I do. Uh, of course, there are still moments where the worry creeps in because our society treats sex like this be-all, end-all relationship marker for happiness. Okay, it is. By the way, it, by the way, <laughs> I got news for you. These people fart in front of each other. Oh. That's the kind of bullshit. All That's the time. why they don't want to fuck, okay? Because they're pigs with each other. They're disgusting <laughs> pigs with each other. Uh, it's taken a, lot, a, a bit of brain rewiring to be able to accept that it's okay that our relationship doesn't fit into other people's prescribed notions for what a marriage it's looks not like. Other pe- I, I get it. They may be asexual, but these aren't prescribed notions. Also, <laughs> you mother... This is not about sex at all, all right? This is not about <laughs> sex, and I don't like that they make it about that. And when she says, but it doesn't have to be, we're happy. Well, that's fine. And so uh, they're not fucking, and they claim they're doing great. I don't believe, I don't believe that no, myself. I don't either. I it's, think that they're codependent, and I think that they can't possibly pull the trigger on breaking up with one another, but... That since they used to fuck all the time, that means that it's in there and there is a desire, and I think they're lying to themselves. But do you think though, like, but where has the desire gone that they just they don't even want to pound at all? It's because like. they're fucking bored with each other. They're bored with their life. No, but bored you, with each but other. You want if you wanted to, if you had that desire, wouldn't you want to seek it elsewhere? Maybe they do. I guess. Yeah, but codependent people usually don't. They're just like, I'm going to stay in this miserable relationship. I'm not going to stray. Because I'm sure there's a loyalty factor in there. And there's also a thing of like, hey, I probably can't get anybody else. I'm, I, who's going to want me? So what they if, just don't fuck. What if this guy is just an is, unbelievable liar and he's just pounding like a million just, different just women? ass. And he just doesn't want to get divorced because he doesn't want to pay alimony. Was this guy jerking off? Is this guy coming in? Otherwise, he's going to be coming in his pants. He's having wet dreams when he's like 40. A lot. A lot. Yeah, you got to empty that load. I've always wondered about priests, you know, that aren't allowed to jerk off. Oh, they must be soiling those robes every well, week. They're jerking off. They're also I'm, doing other the guys things. that. Well, I'm saying the guys that aren't. That the, aren't? The handful I mean, that are following it. They must be blowing loads in their pants every fucking night. 
I would think. There's so much cum that has to come out of there. You gotta go somewhere, folks. It's gotta be milked. Yeah, you gotta milk. You gotta put it in the bucket. Uh, speaking of which, this is from Barb USA Today, uh, out of Okanogan County, Washington. Okay. U.S. Navy officials in Washington State confirmed one of its aircrafts was involved with skywriting a figure of a penis in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how do you know it was a penis? <laughs> Did you see it? I saw it. I mean, it could have been anything. <laughs> Who's flying is a fucking seventh grader. I love it. Hey, these guys are allowed to have some fun. Multiple people sent photos to KREM TV in Spokane showing what appears to be a male genitalia in the sky in North Washington. Some have tweeted pictures of what they saw. It uh, looks like a big old dick. Um, Skycock. Yeah. Maybe that's the guy's name, Skycock. He should be now. Yeah. This is Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah, <laughs> it is Top Gun. In a statement, officials at Naval Air Station uh, Whit- Whidbey Island said, the Navy holds its air crew to the highest standards, that we find, and we find this absolutely unacceptable. By the way, those guys, had, they're like, look, while they're, they're die laughing while they're sending out this fucking Yeah, they're like, good press job. Release. We're going to pretend this is hilarious. <laughs> It's not going to be that much trouble for you. They say this is of zero training value and they're holding the crew oh, accountable. Oh, it's of zero training value. <laughs> uh, Federal Aviation FAA official said, uh, unless the act poses a safety risk, there's nothing they can do. People wanted the FAA to fucking... Look at that big old dick. That is a nice hogger. Figure eight By for the, the way, balls. it could be anything. <laughs> I wish he would have put some jizz coming out, shooting out the top. That would have been a nice touch. Yeah. Or some pubes, a little, just little dashes of pubes. The balls, it looks balls. like, could have been done a little better, but obviously they're limited with... Uh, yeah, this is his first attempt, I'm sure. You know what? By the way, U.S. Navy, do that over international waters, no problems. That's true. Anything goes over there. Do you think that what happens to this guy? Do you think? Nothing? I think I think he gets a lot of fist bumps <laughs> and a lot of that's hilarious. Possible promotion? Yeah, and he's Skycock now. <laughs> it's Captain Skycock. That's awesome. It's pretty impressive. Oh man. All right. Well, it's a good show. Captain Skycock. That's funny. I guarantee people are like, oh my God. Fucking Bull Bull may be doing that. You can't even write a cock in the sky anymore. What kind of country have we turned into? Yeah, seriously. We were trying to get the it? FAA to punish him. What are you going to do? Yeah, the they guys. They want to squiddy with this guy's career ruined. This guy spent decades doing He's having a good time. You can't enjoy yourself. You're in the Navy. This guy's fighting for our goddamn country. You know what? You can draw a cock in the sky. Also, couldn't you argue that that sort of uh, work in craftsmanship Shows a great ability. Great skill of that airplane. It really shows a mastery. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that. I think, I mean, this guy. I'd be be like, I want that guy to defend this fucking country. One, he's having it. He's doing what he loves. He's risking his life. And you're going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah, draw whatever you want. (laughs) I wish he had more time. He could draw more shit. I want to see titties. I want to see a big vagina. I think if this does, if he gets thrown out, which I don't think he will. You should start a business where you can commission him to do... Skywriting? Yeah. Porno skywriting? Uh, who knows? Yeah. yeah. If you get Dr- really good at draw it. Draw my wife's tits up there and you give him a picture. The biggest problem with skywriting is like you got to do it so quickly because it all blows away. It's true. I'd like to see someone spreading the cheeks. That would be good. Nice butthole. I would like to see two in the pink, one in the stink. A shocker? Yeah. Wow. But in, inside. 
You ever this is I'm not gonna get into this, but have you ever heard of bespoke porn? Uh, it's like a new porno. It's or a new form of porn. But bespoke, the de- definition of bespoke is uh, uh, like uh, it's like request. Yeah, it's like porno by request. Yeah, so, John Ronson, who did that. Uh, someone on Twitter told us we need to check out the po- series of podcasts he did. Doug Stanhope, I guess, loved it. About uh, the guy with the porno? About porn. Like, yeah, yeah I've been both. obsessed. I, but I, I don't want to pay for it, but it'll come out for free shortly. So I have an article. I have to read it carefully. This is about, I told you about that guy. Yeah. The guy who, who started Pornhub. No, this article, it's not about that. This is about John Ronson gets into uh, bespoke porn. Uh, okay. And how it's really taken. Oh, I heard him on an interview talking Really about, taking the world by storm. Some interesting yeah. stuff going on out there. Yeah, people basically making porno specifically for an individual and some of the stuff I, I i perused it some of the stuff that's going on is just uh it's interesting there's also um yeah it's ho- it's it's custom built porn there's also virtual reality porn where they're now trying to incorporate smells into it oh boy <laughs> so you can get oh boy <laughs> You get some good musky odors. I think, isn't that the best part of uh, virtual reality porn is there's no smells? <laughs> Apparently they want smells. And a bunch of companies are basically oh, racing to get porno smells out there uh, to enhance the experience. I've never been watching porn and been like, you know what would make me come faster? Is if I could smell somebody's asshole right now. Just just shots of it every thrust blowing up my, up to my nose. Some dirty ass that's been washed in three days. And how do you even do that? How did that even happen? I don't know. They'll figure out a way. I guarantee it. Uh, so people are working on that. It's crazy when people use their knowledge of science not to launch rockets. It all goes to Like porn. John Hughes. But they're like, how can we get... John s- Hughes. Or not John Hughes. Uh, what's his name? Bad Boy. <laughs> bad Boy Mark Hughes. The bad, name? bad Boy Chauffeur. <laughs> <laughs> Bad boy Ari Schofer, Mark Hughes. Uh, they don't. They don't put it into that. They're like, how can we get smells into this porno? Yeah, it all goes there. How can we smell Ron Jeremy? I might get into the bespoke porn business. I think you have it. You'd have a knack for it. Yeah. Some hey, of guys. these requests are bizarre. <laughs> They're crazier than you would even ever imagine. I I would think because you're you're getting you can find whatever you want on the internet. If there's something that's not on the internet that you particularly request it's got to be out there well it's insane how specific it gets and it gets uh, you can write scripts if you want maybe we should start commissioning some of these to get made i was thinking that <laughs> there are companies that are making good money I, just I, doing this i heard him say that that's where it's, the industry is gone to these like specific requests well shit. that was the problem is a lot of these companies were like we're fucking losing our ass yeah because p- the guy that started pornhub bought them all because none of these companies could get loans from banks to stay open but because he was an internet company despite it was pornography based it didn't matter he was a tech company so banks loaned him whatever the fuck he wanted so he bought all of these people out and so now they're just like these little small companies are popping up and they're doing like porn du jour yeah where like i you know i say i want someone dressed up like a horse with a fucking wiffle ball bat for a dingus crazy and a pinata to be taking it and here's some dialogue i'd like here's some music i like this porno (laughs) we we should commission one 
and release it. What's it cost? The question. I think the money is pretty. Uh, it's it, got to be expensive. I think it costs you a little bit. But I mean, these people are all on these webcams. They're like, why? Why would I do a webcam? Why don't I just? Why don't I just become a writer and producer? A lot of the stars too are switching over to this because it just pays way better. Yeah, yeah. Might make one for. Uh, Maybe for the holidays, for a family member. Yeah. Maybe, I, I don't know if you can be in one. Like, I want to be in I'm it. I'm sure you could. Dude, I think if the, money money pays for everything. I think porn. if the price was right, yeah. A lot of these porn star chicks are prostitutes or escorts. Yeah. There's a ton of them out there doing it. But uh, So we'll get into that at, yeah. a, at a later date. It's an interesting topic. And maybe, I, I want to hear what some of this stuff maybe is. Maybe we could do a Guy Fieri <laughs> bespoke porno. All fear. <laughs> that blowjob is bomb.com. Bomb.com. Maybe Tommy Morris could make an appearance. Steven Seagal. Oh, God. Bushman. We could put Bushman into it. <laughs> of course. Bomb.com. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Oh, uh, sorry, real quick. I have some quick shout outs to get off my docket, if you don't mind. Uh, sorry, I have a cough drop in. Uh,. Tim Alston and Rosa Lopez, thanks for the review. Tim's a nurse, and he plays Danish and O'Neill in Boner City in front of people, and he said he doesn't give a fuck with a lot of you, so I thanks like for that. that. I like that. Thanks, uh, Danny Rose- Rosal. Uh, I believe he left us a review as well. Uh, who's this dude? Uh, where is it? Can I get a... Sorry, hold on. Where's his fucking name? Key thinks uh, tweeted us. He said, "I think I've just conceded to being a lifelong postal worker. I just let off a big ripper in the break room with absolutely no fucks given for my peers." <laughs> you passed the test. Uh, happy belated birthday to Grant. And then, uh, oh, this sorry, Danny Rosal. I read the end. Danny Rosal's birthday. So can I get a shout out? My birthday is November twenty second. Uh, having Dewitt. Happy birthday to him as well on last week. Made me go back and listen to Erection Town. The nerd shame must have affected me. Tonight I cried while watching Lord of the Rings. I'm ashamed. Also, can I get a shout out to the Facebook group and wish Grant a happy birthday too. Uh, use my real last name. I don't care. So there you go. He said happy birthday to Grant as well. Very Sharing nice. November birthday. Oh, and thank you for those supporting the Patreon. We appreciate it. It's at the top of our Twitter. If you don't know where it is, if you want to donate, if you don't. It's up to you as well. Leave a five-star review, positive text, all that stuff. Subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend. Yeah, tell your uncle, tell your mother, tell your uh, mother's uncle. Adios, amigos. Let me play this song and we'll get the fuck out of here. Here we go. What's the, um, amigos? And what's it for the ladies? Amigos and amigas. Amigas. Adios, amigos and amigas. Here we go. Danish and old Neil, Danish and old Neil, Danish and old Neil, Danish and old Neil.
Danish and all need.